0: You haven't played the noise yet? No. Nope. No, play the noise.
1: Welcome to Magic Proving Grounds, the only Magic the Gathering proving... Uh,
0: the only Magic on the, the first- Gathering proving podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh the mythbusters of the magic the gathering world. Yes.
1: Oh, welcome to Magic Proving Grounds, the only Magic the Gathering podcast that proves that even after doing this for a year we're still kind of bad at it. Um <laughs> yes. Oh, welcome to the show. I am your host, formerly known as Moderator Dave, and with me we have Ben. Hello. And just regular dave now because there's only one dave
0: yeah uh, that's a me dave
2: are you, are you going to turn your name into a symbol next uh, yes moderator? it's going to be an
1: unpronounceable symbol i
2: no truth be told i haven't come up with a good
1: alternate name maybe we should do a poll
0: that you're, you're still opposed <laughs> to little d
1: I am still opposed to Little D. Uh, okay. The only suggestion we've gotten was from Dave, and
0: it's not a good one. Sorry, <laughs> bro.
1: So what have you guys been doing since the last time we filmed a podcast? It's been a minute, which is why we're all yeah. rusty.
0: I tell you what, I'll make you a deal. You change your name to Little D, and I'll change my name to Big D. <laughs> Sounds
2: <That's>, fair. <laughs> that somehow makes it worse. Someone's getting this short of the stick.
1: So seriously what have you guys been up to Oh yes
2: so, four. Yeah Well I haven't got a chance to do that yet Unfortunately You know doing doing this stuff um, Prepping hard For a couple things right now Lord of the Rings set that's coming out Yeah um, that's, and the, that's the topic of the show no no the topic the shows that there's a new Warhammer edition coming out as well so no. oh, I'm no. just kidding I'm and, just kidding
0: and the new Warhammer video game yeah yeah that looks cool isn't there always a new Warhammer video games yeah, yeah, I mean like I, yeah. is there any point in time that I can say that and that's not true
2: Yeah um, probably not probably not but but I did realize uh during the Steam sale that there is a crap ton more Warhammer games than I thought there was
0: Oh, the, I, like I swear, three or four of them come out every year. Yeah, uh, apparently um, that is that is accurate. But that Space Marines game that they announced yesterday, Space Marines too. I love that first mm-hmm. Space Marines game. So um, yeah, it
2: looks like they're ramping up development for some uh, a lot of games after the
0: success of Total War and such. that?
3: The first Space Marines game
0: was a 360 game, right? And it was, like, their first attempt to, like, put a budget into a game and make a real game. And it was actually really fun. I think a lot of people were just scared off by the Warhammer name.
2: Yeah, it said Warhammer. Hey, I was one of those
1: people. So anyway. I'm going to sit here pretending I know what you guys are talking about.
0: What did you today, uh, do? This, I say, is that any uh, different from the podcast? Any other? Yeah, stuff? this where
1: well, you guys talk about stuff that has nothing to do with Magic the Gathering. You're at the front, and I just sit here and go, "Uh huh."
0: Sounds pretty cool, Ooh, guys. Yeah, I just, uh, I really meant even when we're talking about Magic the Gathering.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're not talking oh. about Commander. What,
0: what are you here for?
1: I, like, I feel like I bring a heart to the podcast that you guys don't. Um, anyways what have I been doing uh, yeah. Playing a little bit of uh, uh, Arena here and there uh, Ultimately
2: not much though um, Yeah we're in that In between There's yeah, been a huge a bunch low. of shakeups How's how standard looking uh, I haven't dipped
0: into Arena To be honest I haven't been playing standard Because I They took everything out of my deck And I, I don't yeah. have the wild cards to yeah. make a new one anyway
1: <laughs> True that they, they they looked at your deck list and
0: they're like, we're gonna ban
1: specifically you. so yeah, it like I I
0: looked at it and it was like twelve cards are gone from my deck and I was like, oh, huh. yep. <coughs> so um, the, yeah, they shook up
2: standard. They banned some cards. They said, hey, it's not gonna rotate this time. Gonna go on a three-year. Thing. Yeah,
1: let's let's talk about that for a minute because
0: um, I I think it's going to bite them. They're going to have to um, they're going to change that. They they're going to they're going
2: to run it for like ten years because um, they for some reason don't want to admit that <laughs> when they do something like, like companions, they still have not admitted those were a bad idea. Right. They so just systematically like the one ban has- the next
0: one. <laughs> Yeah, the one month ban is fine if like a card takes over. But then what happens if you ban a card and another card takes over? People are going to be stuck playing against it for a year. Yeah, it's not. It's just not going to work.
2: Yeah, it does seem um, odd. Like I, I would, I want to see how it runs, how their, how their, you know, vision of standard goes. But yeah. it's, it seems like, so, so everybody's complaint about standard is that I have to buy new cards all the time. Um mm-hmm. Like, and then my cards are worthless. That's the, that's the big thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. right. Uh, so, I mean, is there, was there a whole idea like, oh, okay, well, people don't like that. So we're going to make it three years.
0: I, what was wrong with the old. So I do think adding time to standard is a good thing. I think adding more sets means, uh, you know, more options more playstyles can, can be effective. Um, and like, a greater card pool is not a bad thing for Standard. I, th- I think a more restrictive ban list, though, is... I don't, I don't even know how it affects Standard in general, because probably most players are fine with it. But I do... I think it limits the way that Wizards can react to things. And I don't know why you would intentionally limit the way that you can react to the format
2: what 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 is the so they only ban it what's the ban rules that they stated or whatever
0: so they're going to do uh one big one once a year and then one one month after the release of a set
2: oh so if more more problems crop up after that i mean i'm sure they'll still do like emergency
0: fire bans right they right. said they will not. Um, they said the the one um, ban 30 days after and and the one a year. Um, and, and so that's why I think it's it's going to hurt them because they're going to have to at some point something's going to happen. They're going to have to break that rule and there's going to be backlash.
1: Well, here's, here's the thing. Here's my question. Because it was my understanding that it was like, so when you say one month after every set, is it just the cards from the set that just came out or any card in the pool? Because think, if it's any card in the pool, that's a potential banning every three
0: months, more or less. I think it's just supposed to be from the set, but I guess oh, okay. I'm not sure about that.
2: Because that it, it wasn't incredibly clear to me either, so... It would only really make sense if it was pool as a whole, because like, if if they release a new card, and it is a great card, and then there's another card that was never used in the three years back that breaks that card they're going to bring they're going to ban the new card that people are trying to get or they're going to ban the one that the the one that is now only being used for this one specific thing that breaks the game. So they would have to ban from before, right? Unless, yeah, well, that's that's what I was thinking. But I get it. it. It it makes it it makes sense why they would why they would want to extend the life of standard. I just think that Maybe maybe it'll be better. I don't know. Let's I guess I'll reserve my judgment.
1: Yeah. Played a couple games of standard the other the other day, but not enough to get a feel for everything. Yeah.
2: yeah well, there I, goes that Invoke Despair deck. Yeah.
1: Oh man, that card is a huge bummer. So they made it. They also
2: made it sound like the the, the yearly ban was going to be kind of like, uh, hey, we're going to usher in a new play of magic. Um, You know, like we're not going to ban everything, so you have a wider car, but we're going to want to or card pool, but we're going to want to make want to like set up so that the the standard feels fresh by getting like the dominant cards out of there, and, and that's not apparently true.
0: Maybe I misread it. I think the idea is just to keep it a healthy environment, not necessarily, okay. um, like, fresh in the format every year. Gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. Um, the idea no. is that the new cards should fresh in the format and that they will eliminate anything that has become oppressive, such as Invoke Despair.
2: So, yeah, that's my next question. Do you guys think that they uh, banned the right cards?
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't like it because I was playing with all those cards, but, like... Yeah. Fable needed to be banned. Um, it's really because it's just the best card. Good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, invoke Despair is oppressive. And, you know, six damage plus drone cards plus eliminating high value threats. It's uh, It really is just, it's too good. Yeah. I, like, I understand despair. what they were going for with it. They wanted to give black enchantment removal. Um,
1: yeah. It, it, it really did do what it said on the 10. It did really invoke
0: a lot of despair. <laughs> <laughs> and then your Bankbuster being card advantage in a colorless um, yeah. methodology was just... Yeah, that's
2: the thing. Uh, me and me and David played once uh, before the ban, and I, I was playing with Bankbuster, and I was like, <clears throat> it seems like you can get a better card in this deck than Bankbuster. But then when you think about it, like that's like Card advantage mm-hmm. that that you can just use everywhere, right? Um, yeah, it's not color restricted. It so. is slow, so the, my, my I guess, my overall point was that like this is a an inclusion in the deck that does a thing that it can't, sh- shouldn't be able to do.
0: So uh, here's the thing about not it on is the ex- card- ex- exactly game plan of the deck, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, the card advantage is slow, but there's no deck. That doesn't benefit from having it. Because like Mm -hmm. even if your your game plan is not necessarily like draw cards and be late game, um, it is still it's two mana for a creature that is crewed the next turn to be a four four. Right. And it's crewed by a one one. Right. So you don't have to like invest a lot of resources in it to get a four four out of it each turn. So even if your plan is just to attack, it's still effective and late game, you can draw cards if you need to.
2: Yeah, it's because, uh-huh. yeah, the, the decks that were using the Bankbuster heavy uh, were Rakdos, which Rakdos is not supposed to have card draw a, a, in that way, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't know why it wouldn't. It has blue.
2: Well, the Grixis deck does, but even even then, if you... If oh, yeah, sorry,
0: you're right. Yeah, I was thinking... The, the
2: Bankbuster, it, we'll just say Grixis, right? Bankbuster is still oppressive in Grixis because... Um, they're not saving a slot to do a draw card effect. They're they're getting their their creature, you know, their va- super yeah, value. Because that Rakdos Grixis deck is all about value, right? That's the actual yeah. game plan. Um, <clears throat> so that just adds the value because it's not just a draw card spell in blue. It's a creature that then
0: can attack and draw a card every turn. So... Yeah, yes. I, I was surprised they did not hit shieldred, but I did not think shieldred needed to be hit the way those three cards needed to be hit.
1: Yeah, shieldred sucks, but it doesn't suck.
2: Suck. Well, the problem yeah. with shieldred, I think, for me, is that it kind of forces people into black because the most efficient removal for shieldred is, in fact, in black. <laughs> uh... You can, well, I guess there's a couple like ossification and things that you can hit it with a white too. But I'd say white white's pretty good at getting it off the board as well. Yeah, my my the big the big thing is like I think it forces people to play a certain way, which maybe isn't that healthy for the game as a whole. But again, it, it's probably fine without the other cards because Invoke despair was like a big problem with Shieldred.
0: Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't know that any other decks really or current decks really are going to struggle with because the white blue deck right. is going to have answers. Um, I, I know there's a mono red deck, but i i mean, I'm pretty sure that deck needs to win before shoulder hits the board anyway, yeah. or at least be in a situation to win before shoulder hits the board.
1: Yeah. Um, yep. um, I think, though, it's best we move on now because we've got a lot of stuff to cover uh, about <laughs> the new Lord of the Rings set and not a lot of time to do it in. So, uh, oh, standard's more interesting
2: want. than this modern only set. I'm kidding.
1: What? What? <laughs> um, yeah. Last you, piece. Say your last pieces and then we'll move on. Nah I'm good. I, okay. I said You're my wrong.
2: piece about standard. <laughs> Okay, so uh,
1: this is the spoiler cast for Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-Earth. So we're going to go over the uh, mechanics first, and then we'll move on to our card picks. The biggest mechanic here is the ring, and it's a, it's a f***ing doozy. So we're going to hold that one to last, and we'll go over the one n- new mechanic aside from the ring, and then the returning mechanics, and then we'll go over the ring at the very end, because... It's got a lot of words on it. So, Amass Orcs. It works exactly like OG Amass, except it makes Orc Armies. And um, with this iteration of Amass, we've got some errata to the uh, way Amass uh, works. So, old Amass. So, every card that was printed in um, War of the Spark and so forth that has Amass on it that makes Zombies it's going to be eroded to say a mass zombies in, and then um, it works exactly the same way. But if you're casting a a mass orc card and an amassed zombie card, what it does is that it turns your army. um, Say you play the OG amass and you have a zombie army and then you play a a mass orc card. And now you have one card, one token card that is a zombie orc army. Right. So, and then the counter stack on it. You don't get two armies like I originally thought would happen. You get one army that is an orc zombie army. And,
2: and I think that's exactly why they did that, Errata, uh, mm-hmm. to to avoid you from getting two armies you can amass at the same time. One, it makes it kind of confusing as a, from a readability standpoint, and mm-hmm. two. Maybe that's too
0: powerful. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I just want them to keep adding stuff to it so that I can like have some ridiculous amalgamation army, like an yes. zombie, squid, tentacle, elf, uh, kavu army.
2: Yeah. It's
1: a real coalition army we've got going on here.
2: So, um... No, they're not different races within the army. It's It's... Each thing has different parts... Of. Oh, oh no!
1: It's real Frankenstein's
2: army there at that point. That, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, returning, uh, returning mechanics. Uh, we'll go over them briefly. Food tokens. Everybody knows what food tokens are, right? I don't think we need to go in too deep about them. It's a artifact. You sacrifice it. You Gain three life if you pay two. Plus a two.
2: So, yeah, yeah, but that's not what people actually do with the food tokens usually. <laughs> they, well, there's some well, mechanics on cards that used food tokens and that's what makes yeah
1: in this <laughs> set it's mostly hobbits which i think is amazing yes um,
2: a- absolutely
1: next returning mechanic we haven't seen this one for a minute i don't think uh land cycling uh
2: they had some plane cycling in modern horizons too like uh like and in dominaria there was one cycle I was There was some on in Dominaria, with yeah. Oh,
1: okay cool well then we uh Pay to search your land for a basic library, uh, basic uh, land of the type. So, mountain cycling would be mountain. Plane cycling, you'd look for a plane, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, breeze by that one. Sagas—they are in every set, it seems nowadays. So we won't
2: go over yeah, them. New
0: findswalkers.
2: <laughs> well, might as well I thought be that was battle. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh no! They might actually uh, stick to that. We're not going to print these very often. <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe. They said
2: with walkers.
1: Uh stun counters, not Sunt counters, as is in the show notes. Stun counters. Those premiered in uh was it Capenna? Think so. Uh it's just a uh creature remains tapped, and then if you do you remove the counter and then you can untap it.
2: I, I think it was some area, maybe. Anyway, maybe
1: but. I don't remember. Oh, no. Shields was a capenna Stun was dominant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, Everybody's familiar with that, I think. Uh, f- I like the mechanic a lot. Uh, you forgot Scry.
2: You forgot Scry on this list. Hey, buddy. that's. I a- know it's in a lot of sets. It's an Evergreen mechanic, but like they made Scry Matters in this uh, set, which is actually one of the things about this set that I'm excited about because there's some pretty powerful cards. Yeah, I, literally I mean, just stole
1: this from the mechanics article. So if wizards didn't see fit enough to, <laughs> to comment on it, it's kind of their bad. Yeah, okay. I think at this point, Scry is not necessary. It,
2: it is about. evergreen, but this one has a Scry Matters theme. Uh, yes,
1: um, through uh, most of the L's. Um, anyway, I think it's cool. It anyway. also
0: has a Creatures Matters theme. Should we go to what creatures are?
2: <laughs> I just wanted to say my piece about the. Uh the fact that there there is scry in here and it's okay. great
0: there it's, are it's, artifacts it's in here should we explain what artifacts are
2: um, actually we can do that
1: here in a second when we talk about historic <laughs> which, which is the last returning mechanic Mistor- yeah. uh, historic is a mechanic that matters about uh, that cares about certain card types they are legendary creatures artifacts and sagas did I leave something out legendary anything yeah legendary yeah, leg, leg, I legendary Matthew.
2: artifacts guess.
1: yep and uh so there's some uh historic shenanigans in there okay so. so what
2: you're saying is they've had they're adding a mechanic that a historic matters yes which has well, been in... historic has been in every set it's just no, not no. historic no
0: no no no, no 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 historic has not been in every set There have been historic things in every set but the word historic Has only been in a few sets Oh just the
2: word okay so scribing in every
0: set And not mattering as a mechanic mechanic. Historic has only been in a few sets
1: The the historic is a mechanic That cares about those three card types It's not those three card types exist Anyways so that's a returning Mechanic now those are all the Returning mechanics let's go to the ring This is a big beefy section So let's Get going (laughs) In the set, um, you'll have cards that say the ring tempts you. What the hell does that mean? You would think you could read the card and it would tell you what it means, but unfortunately it does not. However, there is an emblem that you get. The first time a ring tempts you, you get an emblem. They provide a nice little helper card for you to represent this emblem so that you understand how the mechanic works because there's a lot of shit that happens with this mechanic. So... As the ring attempts uh, you, you get an emblem named the ring. If you don't have one, and then uh, the, your emblem gains the next ability on the card. So, the first time you get an ability, um, the first time the ring tempts you, which is your ring bearer is legendary and can't be blocked by creatures with the greater power.
0: When, uh, the, when the ring tempts you, you yeah. uh, also have mm-hmm. to pick a creature to become yeah. your ring bearer.
1: Yep. So each time the ring tempts you, two things happen. You have to pick a ring bearer, and then secondly, the ring gains the next ability on the card until it hits the fourth ability. And then it doesn't gain any more abilities. The four abilities are your ring bearer is legendary and can't be blocked by creatures with a greater power. The second one is whenever your ring bearer attacks, draw a card, then discard third ability whenever your ring bearer becomes blocked by a creature that creature's controller sacrifices it at the end of turn I think it's important to note that this is a sacrifice effect and not a destroy effect so indestructible creatures yes do not bypass this effect and then whenever your ring bearer deals combat damage to a player each opponent loses three life
0: those are the yeah. abilities. Even shield counters will not save it because it does not have to do damage.
1: Yep. So uh, let's see. I think that's it. I guess it was easier than I thought it was going to be. Um, did I leave anything out? I
0: don't think so. Um, I guess we should know this, this seems like a kind of bonkers effect. Uh huh. Especially um, if you put it on a low-ranging creature.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, especially, especially since with- that it, the the ring is an emblem. And you can't, you just can't remove it. So it's not like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the the weird mm-hmm. thing. I should, um, I'm going to note one more thing and
1: then we'll talk about it. If you don't have any creatures, you still get the ring tempts you. You just can't select a creature, but you still get any triggered abilities that trigger off of ring tempts you. There are right. some in the set. So that's important to note. And also, if you want to keep your ring bearer the same. Ring bearer, you don't have to pick another creature, you just pick the same creature, and then it right, stays it's right. But it still bearer.
2: creates like a target for uh, yeah. that's important because it there's cards that make that are mattered when you choose a ring bearer, it still creates mm-hmm. the, the trigger, yep, or whatever that um, trigger still affects That's That trigger still happens, but that trigger doesn't happen if you can't choose a ring bearer. So, yes. so that it's 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 a weird it oh, seems well, like they've built in these stops with it, you know, that are um, like
0: I, aren't all the cards that say when you choose ring bearer creatures?
2: Uh no. Okay. Maybe. Well, maybe. I don't know. It's possible. I, I the only I ones I, remember, I
0: remember were creatures. That.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it's you can choose the same one and still get that trigger.
0: But the uh, as I, say, I think there are some that say when the ring tempts you that are not creatures, but oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the ones that say when you choose a ring bearer, it's, it's,
2: yeah, it's an interesting design space because whereas it's an emblem and you can't remove the ring, uh, mm-hmm. y- your goal is now, Hey, I got to remove all your creatures. So you can't even get any of these benefits. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting, like cool design, I guess. Yep, I like I like it a lot. It
1: it it sucks that there are people now that are going to be like. I guess you can't read the card to explain the card, but uh, I'm okay with that because this isn't a standard set. This is a more advanced set um, for you know what I mean. It's not yeah. like you're expecting new people to learn
2: how to play Magic using this. Yeah, this is for set. Commander
0: players and Commander players on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yours Basically. far off. Uh, but hey but except the fact that they made a starter uh, product for this set but yes did they make a starter product
1: yeah. okay well then maybe wizards is all right uh, that's the end of the mechanics you guys want to move on to card picks
0: yep do it. Card picks. Do it. all right Dave can go
1: first uh,
0: my first pick is the stone of Eric I think that's how you say that mm-hmm I don't know. Uh, moderator, formerly known as Dave, you're the expert here. Is that how it's pronounced?
1: Man, don't ask me to pronounce anything because I can barely <laughs> read. I just okay. memorized
0: a lot of words, but yeah, I think you're right. Uh, it is a one mana art legendary artifact. It says if a creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead. You can pay two to sacrifice it and exile the player's graveyard and draw a card. Uh, anytime I can get colorless graveyard tech, I'm all about it. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Um, I like that this one is actually kind of uh, form-fitting. You know, it doesn't hit everything in the graveyard. It doesn't hit mill or discard. It only happens if a creature your opponent controls would die. And you can exile target player's graveyard, so it doesn't affect you the way, like, like rest in peace and other things do. Yeah. Um, this one will probably see some play, I would say. Yeah, I imagine this finds some sideboards hmm Yeah. So real quick. It also uh, has a draw card portion to it too, so it even provides card advantage in a way.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. A little bit. Like same as Relic of Progenitus has that basic idea or whatever. Um, and people do use it a lot for just the card. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's nice to have an ability to draw a card on less so when it's no longer relevant, it's not just sitting there. You can do something with it. All right. Cool card. All right we good good.
1: We good i'm next because ben was late and i'm punishing him okay i'm picking a Gladril of lothlorian og elf it is a one colorless green blue legendary creature elf noble that's three three power and toughness when the ring tempts you if you choose a creature other than galadriel uh, as your ring bearer scry three whenever you scry you may reveal the top card of your library if a land card is revealed this way put it onto the battlefield tapped oh this is uh, this is the uh, scry matters uh, uh, mechanic uh, yeah. yeah theme that's really that good Ben was talking about. I know right I love this card uh, you get land advantage
0: yeah I, I... You literally get to order your things in a way that you get land advantage and you get to eliminate drawing and land when you don't need to. It's really good.
2: And it has Scry 3.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's good.
2: All it's right, Ben.
1: Good. I think that's all we have to say about this card. It's a good card. Uh, obviously, a uh, creature from the story. A, yeah. It's a person. The value from... of
0: that card because the effect is so good is going to come down to how often you can effectively use cards for the ring mm-hmm. temp shield. Um, is is pretty that. good.
2: Pretty good. I think I'll do hmm, mental misstep. No, not that one. Stern Scolding that's the card. It's one blue instant counter target creature spell with power or toughness two or less. Mm.
0: This is cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what power or toughness two or less. Yep. There's so yeah, many buddy. things that, that card can hit that are. Out there for one,
2: so we'll talk about the modern format because that's probably th- that in commander. This card's gonna be played at modern if it won't be played in commander, I don't think, but <clears throat> this hit this hits like a vast majority of those creatures, yeah. So turn run Ragavan on the uh, like on the draw, your opponent just won't get it through if you have this card. So that's mm-hmm. great. That's uh, yeah, a- anything that that that, that f- over
1: monkey, I'm on yeah. board with. <laughs>
0: I, it hits it, so many late-game stuff, too, though, that, like, the, the big power creatures that have small toughnesses, like, I don't know. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's does this cool. technically hit Tarmogoyf because it doesn't have...
2: Yes. Isn't its power technically zero until it hits yep. the board? I think so. I'm, I'm 90% sure.
3: That, mm.
2: Yeah. It would be nice. zero. Well, yeah, until it hits the board, then it does that state-based check or whatever. Yep
1: why well, you gotta make tarmac worse never see modern play now
2: <laughs> Yeah, and and it's not mana restrictive it's not like converted mana cost two or less or whatever it's right.
1: this uh, is a cool story beat card too because this is the uh, scene in the book where was it Pippin or uh, Meridoc, I don't remember one of them too. accidentally yeah, knocks a bunch just... of shit down a well and then Gandalf f- goes ape shit on him and then they get attacked by cave trolls because of it. So yeah. Um,
2: they got a stern scolding.
1: Cool story beat card. You're
2: up next, Dave.
0: Uh I'm gonna go file of File of Galadriel. <clears throat> uh it is three colorless mana. You can tap it to add one mana of any color. It says if you would draw a card while you have no cards in hand, you draw two cards instead. If you would gain life while you have five or less life, you would gain twice that much life instead. I feel like there's a lot of situations where I end up drawing cards when I have no cards in my hand.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And And like an extra card. Yeah, you know, hellbent. Like, even in certain formats. Uh, And I like that you could tap it for a man of any color so it still has uses other than the two other uses. Yeah, it is a. I feel like it fits a certain format, but I do like this card
2: a lot. Yeah, it it, yeah, it is uh, a commander. It is uh, a mana rock
0: <laughs> for commander.
2: Having
1: a, a a mana rock that does other stuff is uh, cool.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's that's and this won't be like two hundred and fifty dollars like a mana crypt or whatever. So it might give yep. people a different. It's definitely not as good as mana crypt, but yeah. The it, it, it having the one mana of any collar and not just collarless mana. There there are other commander mana rocks that do just that. This one generates better advantage. So yeah, it's a really good mana rock in those senses.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, uh, my next card is a ring sight.
1: Ring sight is a one collarless, a one blue, one black, sorcery. The Ring tempts you. Search your library for a card that shares a color with the legend with a legendary creature you control. Reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle. I like this card a lot cuz not only is it a uh, a tutor, since it's tied to uh the Ring, you get to pick what color you search for regardless as long as you have creatures on the board because you just pick as your ring bearer, the creature that you want, that's the collar of the card you want to search, yep. it becomes it makes legendary, legendary. And then you go get your card. It's like, the legendary yeah. part isn't a downside. It's like, it it's almost doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
2: you get tempted. Yeah.
3: Because mm-hmm. it tempts they, you, and then they you definitely don't
2: so. put it that way on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in that order. Oh. On the cards, it's great. Pretty good tutor, I think. I like it a lot. Yeah, I think it'll come in handy. I, I I, mean, if you're looking... I Like, a lot of these... I, I'm like, that would be pretty good in standard. And then I remember it's not a standard card. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so it's a little too good. Ringsight is, is a commander card.
3: That's yeah, it.
2: for real. Yeah, yeah, any your commander, then if you target your commander, then it can just do anything in your deck, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's cool. Yep, yep, yep.
2: In my next, yep. I I have some thoughts on this uh, card. It's called Nasty End. It's one black, one colorless. It's an instant. As an additional cost to cast a spell, sacrifice a creature. Draw two cards. If the sacrificed creature was legendary, draw three cards instead. I am like I looked at this card and I was like, "That's pretty good," <laughs> but drawing three cards is great. Especially just for two mana,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I, there are cards who do similar fed uh, this similar effect like Deadly Dispute. You get to draw two cards, and I think you get a treasure token. Mm-hmm. So it's a similar card to like those. My question was: Is it good as as good as some of those other cards? Because it kind of does the same thing. Is that like is the trade off of the third card possibly? Uh, better than like a Deadliest Dispute effect. Um, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I just thought it was a cool like optional third card because draw three for two is pretty damn good.
1: Mm -hmm. Well,
2: um, with the um, within the confines of the set
1: you can with uh, making a creature a ring bear you can pick any pissant card you have on the board legendary and then draw three cards so you get like a one drop draw three cards, you, you get three cards for three mana, basically. Yeah,
2: yeah it's, it seemed okay. I, I like. I just wanted to talk about like, hmm, I wonder if this one will see play um, in like Historic maybe, uh, or a Sacrifice Deck Matters as a way to draw more cards. Like, mm-hmm. will it take the place of Deadly Dispute? I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. I I don't, it all depends was, on was how consistently disputes, you can get it.
0: Does Deadly Dispute still see play?
2: Um, in some sacrifice decks, uh, I think mainly the ones that I would think that they would be in is like in historic, maybe.
0: So, uh, I, I thought I feel really like historic has moved to uh village rights.
2: Oh, village rights, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of, same kind of effect, I guess. Well, um, the,
0: the big difference being village rights only cost one black, right? Uh, mm-hmm. because it's
2: yeah, so is the that I guess that's the question is. Is this card going to take over the two other two things? So, like village rights, you still sacrifice the creature, you just draw two cards, but it does cost one less mana. So, you don't get the the third card or the the other effect from Deadly Dispute. Is is that something that's is nasty and going to go fit into that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how many. I
0: think
2: there are a few legendary creatures in that deck. I don't. Know. Um, but yeah, if you combine it with some other ring cards, then you, like Dave said, or uh, moderator said. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: I, I uh, really wonder how effective that's going to be because the effects are really good. I'm just not sure there's enough really good the ring tempts you cards
3: mm-hmm. to
0: like to slot something that, like yeah. that into a deck. Yeah. Because, like, if the deck's already existing. Then you have to slot in enough ring temp cards to pull it off consistently. Yeah. Um, That's inside of the format. The question. Really good. Yeah.
2: yeah. You're saying
1: it's <laughs> very no limited. limited. Yeah. Got
2: yeah. it.
1: Um, also a nice story beat card, but we'll go over those story beats uh, when we talk about flavorful cards, I imagine. Maybe not all of the story beats. Well, I mean the ones on the flavorful cards. I mean, we have to pick a most lookable card. Yeah. yeah. All Pickable. right. Who's next? It is uh, me. Mean, I, no, no, wait.
0: Yeah, it's you. Yeah, you it's made go uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's Dave. Dave's <laughs> yeah, next. Dave. Dave's next. Uh, the Palantir of Orthanc. It is a legendary artifact. It is three colorless. At the beginning of your instep, you put an influence counter on the Palantir of Orthanc and scry two then target opponent may have you draw a card. If that player doesn't, you mill X cards where X is the number of influence counters on Palantir of Warnthack. And that player loses life equal to the total total mana value of those cards. Pretty good. Um,
1: This is such a good card, uh, commandery uh, card
0: to uh, have. There are a lot of things that I like about this card. The first thing is that uh, you get to you two every turn. Do mm-hmm. yes, no matter what, like regardless, of any other effects you get, to scry to on every turn, uh, and then yeah, you, know, you either get card advantage in the card draw, or you're going to deal damage in the mill, mm-hmm. um, and it's colorless, so I can play this in anything. Nice. This this is again, it's not quite as good as Bank Buster because it doesn't kinda become a creature, but it still has card advantage, scry, and it deals damage. Um, all on a colorless format. Yeah, I like it because I like the Scry Matters. I say, and then it, it really fits into your Scry right Matters that you seem to care so much about.
1: It's it's cool. Dude loves to almost draw cards. Yeah. <laughs> all right, my next card is. Uh, Sharky, How much Tyranny? stride does it
0: take to equal one card draw?
1: Hey, man, we're going to do that one of these days. It's <laughs> going to be fun. I'm going to suss that out. Uh, my card pick. Next is uh, Sharky, Tyrant of the Shire. Boom. It is a two-colorless, blue-black legendary creature avatar rogue. Activated abilities of land your opponent's control can't be activated unless there are mana abilities. Uh, Sharky, Tyrant of the Shire, has all activated abilities of land your opponent control's. Except mana abilities. Mana of any type can be spent to activate Sharky's abilities.
2: So Sharky basically steals their ab- abilities that aren't mana. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's. He, uh, he literally takes them away.
0: Mm hmm. Which immutable. Which,
2: which is crazy because it's like, so he's a tyrant of the Shire. He's like, uh, this is like one of those people that doesn't let things happen uh, except mm-hmm. the land for, like, yeah, you can grow the crops, but you can't trade them. They're mine, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, you can't do that extra uh, utility. It's kind of cool.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Very cool card. I don't have much to say about it. Oh, he's a two four. I didn't bring that up, but
0: are you attacking with this dude? You could, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, he's still a mainland abilities. Hmm. He may be a four four flyer.
2: Ah, yeah. True. Mm. Yes. Cool card. I like the design. Yep. Okay, right. It's your turn, Ben. My turn. Um, hmm. Reprieve. Let's talk about that card. This was previewed a while ago, and I almost forgot it existed, and then I saw it. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about how it sounds like it should
1: have been a magic card already, because you sent this to me, and I was like, Why'd he pick a reprint? And then I was like, oh, it's not a it's not a reprint. How have they <laughs> yeah. not named a card Reprieve yet?
0: It, it's right. pretty close to a reprint. Yep. One mana off. One color. Yeah. Of and the off. wrong color. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um, Reprieve is
2: one white, one generic mana. It's an instant return target spell to its owner's hand. Draw card. Very simple card. But the, the, the notable thing about this card is that it's white. Mm-hmm. And it returns a spell. It's not a counter, but it does do the mm-hmm. remand thing. Mm-hmm. And you can draw a card oh. in white,
1: blue, white. Control, skyboard tools. Oh no!
2: It replaces itself. So yeah, this this is a unique card that I I think we'll see some play. It's it seems pretty cool. I want to slot it in some white stuff. Mm-hmm. This
0: could, in theory, this can hit copies, right? Like. Yeah. So, yeah. So then that you wouldn't even be returning anything to their hand.
2: Yeah, it would you would uh yeah, you could hit the right, right, cuz say somebody forks something on you, you choose the copy instead of the real one because you'll you'll still get hit once, but you if you choose the copy, the other spell doesn't go to their hand. Yes. Right. Yep. Smart. It's cool. I like it. It's a cool card. Let's move on.
1: What's your next card uh, there, Dave? Uh,
0: Flame of Anor, because what really needed some help was blue-red spell slingers. Uh, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: It is one red, one blue, one colorless. Choose one if you control a wizard. Or, sorry, choose one if you control a wizard as you cast a spell. You can choose two instead. Target player draws two cards. Destroy target artifact. Flame of Anor deals five damage to target creature.
3: Mm
0: It's a lot. It is.
1: Yeah, I like my modal spells, that's for sure. Yeah. Especially
2: target player draws two cards being on there. Like the other two effects are typically what you would see in red. Um but the having that third modal that, like, okay, I'm not getting any value out of this card sitting in my hand, let me just draw two cards. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what made Archmage's charm so
0: good. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, and the uh I mean in those colors if you have a wizard it's more like when you have a wizard.
2: Right. Yeah. For <laughs> yeah. Well. yeah. Yeah, cuz I mean true. with those with those two artifact and creature damage. Yeah. you're having the two card two card modal pretty good. Cuz if they don't have either of those you can still get value from the card. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I yeah, mean yeah.
0: three for draw two or dealing five damage is still value. Like it's yeah. not the best value. Oh, yeah. but- The Archmage's
3: Charm
1: has made it work. Yep. Great card. I love it. Okay, my next card is up. Uh, It's Last March of the Ents. It's a uh, six generic green-green sorcery. This spell can't be countered. Draw cards equal to the greatest toughness among creatures you control. Then put any number of creature cards from your hand onto the battlefield. I don't know how much play this is gonna see, but I think it's a cool card. It's really spendy, but it has a huge effect and can't be countered. Yeah, it's so my
2: Pioneer legal, Mono Green Devotion.
0: Yeah, for real. <laughs> Oops, the spell can't be countered. Is interesting, but I don't. If the creatures got haste or something, maybe because I mean, next turn you're just gonna get board wiped. Um. Most likely, mm. yeah yeah. Baby. also yeah. I think the great play it. against this is to destroy the creature in response. you can't counter the spell, but if you have removal, you can destroy the greatest toughness creature in response
2: and then the, and then it would default down to the lower one or yeah, yeah. the next greatest because it doesn't yeah. target
0: so but yeah, if, the or if you only had one creature it would do nothing yes yes yeah, that's
2: true. yeah yeah if you get rid of the creature. I I the only thing I have to say about this card is they called it Last March of the Ents instead of the Ents go marching. <laughs> <laughs> they missed a, they missed an opportunity there. Yeah, it's uh, um
1: that might have been a chapter name actually. Um, oh, they hit it a couple times in the in the.
0: I can't confirm that though. Yeah, it's a it's a win more card.
1: Yeah, I love my win more cards. Don't tell me I can't have them.
0: It's it's
2: your commander card you've been holding your hand all all game waiting to uh, throw down and be like ah perfect opportunity watch this yes exactly
1: uh, let's see your next card Ben
2: uh, it is I guess slip on the ring this is an ephemerate oh, let me read the card uh, one white one generic instant exile target creature you own then return it to the battlefield under your control the ring tempts you. Uh, cool. It's cool flavor, and also, it's kind of an ephemerate. Plus, the ring tempts you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the flavor text. It, it, how had it come to be on his finger? He wondered if the ring itself had not played him a trick. Mm-hmm. The remember it's it's the moment in the movie where he falls and he's trying to yeah. grab the ring and it just falls on his fingers like literally that moment. Yep. I I heard it also happened in the book.
0: Would you answer a question for me? Is Aragorn Black in the book?
1: Um, it, you know what? I don't, (laughs) I don't know, honestly, because,
0: like, it's intentionally vague. He could be, yeah,
1: it is. It's like, ah, anyways, he doesn't get the best description, um, yeah, on purpose, I believe, but, um,
2: most yeah, because yeah, he can't tell you everything you, they, uh, that he looks like and then be like, oh, wait, that's that king guy, isn't it? <laughs> He's always yeah. shrouded, right? Like So yep. so Tolkien doesn't describe him in great detail. So, mm-hmm. Anyways,
0: let's move on to the next yeah. card. Uh, the next card is Dawn of the New... Uh, of a New Age. Uh, it's one white, one colorless. Uh dawn of a new age enters the battlefield with a hope counter on it for each creature you control beginning of your instep remove a hope counter from dawn of the new age if you do draw a card then if dawn of the age new age has no hope counters on it you sacrifice it and you gain four life Mm. Uh, yeah good old white card advantage and gain in life only thing that I hate is that it happens at your instep but
2: yeah it's the it's the new bank buster (laughs) I'm just kidding It's not standard legal, but yes. It does the yeah white card advantage. And also it has a color. Yeah, that White card advantage is always good. Apparently uh, they think Commander needs more help of it. Although Mm -hmm. this is is a card that may not just be a Commander thing.
1: Does this end up in Uh, uh, Mono White Humans, do you think?
2: uh, Lots of creatures. Probably. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Does Does that represent it in Historic very heavy? It's not that important. I I don't
0: see it very often, but I do see it. Mm. Yeah.
2: Maybe you're fishing to see it a little more. Um, Also, just blue-white control, really. Uh, Well, no, you wouldn't have creatures, but anyway.
0: I mean, here's... Even in in blue-white control, in theory, I know they don't have a lot of creatures, but they do run... uh, What's this dick? I can't think of his name. Snapcaster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Snappy, Uh, Shark Typhoon. So in theory, even if you only have one creature, right, and you cast this, you put one counter on it, it means you draw a card at the at your end step and you gain four life. Yeah. For two mana. Yeah. It's not terrible. It's probably not modern control viable because it's not an instant you have to use your mana on it on your turn. But
2: Right. Yep. It is a neat neat card. Yeah, because like you said, even if you just get one, it's still Mm -hmm. value.
1: Yep. All right. There's my card. No. Wait, yeah. No. I'm next, right? Yeah, I'm next. There and back again is a three generic red-red saga that has three chapters. Chapter number one is up to one target creature. Can't block for as long as you control there and back again. The ring tempts you. Chapter two. Search your library for a mountain card. Put it into play put it onto the battlefield. Then shuffle. Chapter number three: Create Schmaug, <laughs> a legendary six-six red dragon creature token with flying, haste, and when this creature dies, create fourteen treasure tokens.
2: Yeah, you just this. You're just saying this because it's flavorful, right? <laughs> it's the, yes, <laughs> this is your flavor you to, pick of the week.
0: Dude, you get to create Benedict Cumberbund.
1: Yeah, yeah. I get to control Bennard Gumberbatch in my in my game, and then when he dies,
0: you get his sword of treasure, treasure tokens, man. Yeah, that's Boom. still one of one of my favorite clips to watch is when they have him doing mocap for Smog. <laughs> I don't know if you've uh, ever seen that, but they they do put yeah. him in a mocap suit and like have him.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I've seen it mocap um, for the voice. <laughs> I re- this, I yeah. really
1: wish that those three movies had been better. I've That's never the seen them.
3: them.
1: Uh, you, there, are, I, I have my complaints, but um. Anyways, when don't you? I I'm kind of particular, yes. But hey, Wizards won me over on the set because if you remember, I was like, I don't know. I, I I'm 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 reserving judgment till I see everything, and now I'm just like. I might actually buy some paper cards on this one. Um, Is which, this... Uh,
0: are going to buy a collector's booster five. box?
1: Uh, I was thinking about maybe buying a pack for the for the one ring, just my little lottery ticket. Scratch my yeah. itch. But other than that, probably not going to buy a booster pack now. A booster box. Maybe they'll get me to buy one. Anyways, uh, Ben, next Is card. Is this
2: the fourth one we've picked or the fifth one?
1: Um, it's the 5th. 5th? Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Is this our last you're on one? Number,
1: you're on number 5. You pick your 5th chord now. Okay.
2: I'll do um, the Nazgul. It's a 2 a generic mana, 1 black. Creature Wraith Knight, it's a 1-2. As Death, Death Touch, when Nazgul enters the battlefield, the ring tempts you. Whenever the ring tempts you, put a one-one counter on each wraith you control. A deck can have up to nine cards named Nazgul. You know, the pretty nine fun. ring wraiths. Yeah, I like it. It's a lot,
1: of, a lot of flavor. Um, I like that you have like a little uh, a wraiths matter creature theme that you can build around a little bit. I don't know. If you okay, can listen around you, it, but... you get
2: a bunch of wraiths out and then you t- get tempted. Every time you put it out, it's going to tempt the ring, right? A new mm-hmm. one out. And then each time, all of them get not one, one count, not one, one counters. So it sounds cool. It's neat. Um, I, bet, I,
0: I just really picked it because um, the uh, go ahead. <laughs> just thinking about this card, I bet it's going to be good and limited. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. So, so this is In the- draft packs, you're probably going to see two or three of them, even though it's an uncommon. Mm-hmm. And if you can get three of them in a limited format, I mean, he's already a three with Death Touch that can kill something and is going to give you the Ring Tempting Trigger.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. He's probably good. And, but here, here's, the, uh, here's the funny thing that the reason I picked it, it has to do with limited format. So... When you draft, you can have as many cards as you draft. So you can have multi- more than four copies of a card, right? Mm-hmm. Not that you'll ever get here, but the Nazgul, since it has up to nine cards, you can actually only use nine Nazgul in your draft deck. There's yep. no, it's not actually capped or uncapped. Yeah,
0: they, yeah, they had that uh, yeah. with the seven doors before. Yep.
2: It's yep. it's another. I I have to add another one under my unique trivia for magic uh, that that I always pull out because I always pull out the seven dwarf one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I have to say I now there's Nazgul if you get and nine
1: nazguls deck. in your your limited deck you're <laughs> yeah, doing yeah. mighty fine. Complain <laughs> that you don't get to use the tenth. Yep.
0: <laughs> All right, card number six from you, Dave. Final card, Aowen, Fearless Knight. Two generic. One red, one white. Uh, is a 3-4 it has haste when it enters the battlefield you exile target creature and opponent controls with greater power legendary creatures you control gain protection from each of that creature's color until the end of turn I really like this card I mean it 3-4 haste for 4 exiles a, a threat on the other side and gives all your legendary creatures protection from that color sign mm-hmm. me up all day yeah Yep. It is a great card. I like it. Yeah. Cool,
3: cool,
1: cool. It's a
0: huge swing in the battlefield to get a haste creature that's also removing a creature.
1: Yeah. I think it's also a really uh, nice mechanical interpretation of this particular character. So kudos to them as well on that one. Yeah. Neat. All right. My next card. Oh, go ahead. Is
0: she uh, is she canonically black? Hey, okay. hey, look, man. Um, How about Fre- is Fredo canonically Mexican? Is Limbus actually just tortillas?
1: <laughs> okay, you're gonna make me bust out some Hobbit facts. Um, <laughs> hobbits, like statistically speaking, there are more hobbits of color than white hobbits, and um, the Fellowship are uh white only because they're from that one they're from the the house of the tooks which is predominantly one particular uh lineage of hobbits that that are from the white lineage because there's like three li- three lineages of hobbits and tolkien describes one as darker and the 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 one that the tooks hail from as paler leading me to interpret that the third one is just dark. So you have dark hobbits, darker hobbits, and then paler hobbits, which the the tooks hail from. So when people say that Tolkien wanted Middle Earth to be a uh, interpretation of lore for like the found the, like an origin story for the United Kingdom or from England, and that white people and uh, people of color do not exist way back then they're full of crap because he specifically said hobbits who existed in middle earth natively. (laughs) Most of them are not white. So Uh. totally trumps that, that line of logic that people are using to be mad about
2: Aragorn being not white. Yeah. My question is, does it matter what color they are? It does not. Except, yeah it's
1: great to have the reputa- uh the representation that people don't usually get in fantasy because Sure, sure, sure. because wangers like the well Tolkien wanted everybody to be white used the well it's based on medieval europe bullshit to push their everyone's
2: white narrative Yeah um anyways I feel like if you just if you think that way you're just kind of being racist so a little bit yeah um
1: but let's move on to cards. <laughs> this is my uh, political rant for, uh, <laughs> for this podcast. Gollum Patient Plotter is a one generic black legendary creature halfling horror. When Gollum Patient Plotter leaves the battlefield, the ring tempts you. Pay one black. Sacrifice a creature. Return Gollum from your graveyard to your hand. Activate only as a sorcery. Uh, he has 3-1 uh, power and toughness. That's the um, new kitty? I like... Yeah, well... Maybe... <laughs> uh, you could definitely put exactly. Golem in the oven. It's, yeah. but <laughs> Gollum goes in oven. oven. Um, it's cool because one, I think having a halfling horror as a creature type is really uh, cool. But I like the sacrifice, um, to bring him back, kind of thing. Dude, so,
2: well, and the, so the fact he's a three one is, is great, <laughs> uh, because <laughs> you just attack out with this thing. It's like, okay, block me, I get tempted, right? Mm-hmm. Don't block me, take three. It's great. If mm-hmm. it was a one one, it'd be like, nah, you know, but like, you want to
0: attack with this thing, the yep. other great thing about it is that it uh does not have to go to the graveyard it just says leaves the battlefield so your ephemerates
2: oh yeah yeah yeah
0: trigger it your uh all that
1: stuff neat Golems, slipping on that ring's going to cost some shenanigans
2: yeah it's a good it's a good card yeah I like it uh what's your next card there uh ben? my last card yeah um, I'm gonna pick the uh, Boromir, Warden of the Tower. It is one white, two colorless. It has vigilance. It's a legendary creature, human soldier, 3-3. Three, three. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, if no mana was spent to cast it, counter that spell. Sacrifice Boromir, Warden of the Tower. Creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn. The ring tempts you. Um... This this is a cool effect for modern because there's like all these free spells running around. They they have a card or a couple cards. Uh, there's a blue counter spell. Well, it's not a counter spell, but it's essentially it's called Nyx. And then um they have Lavinia. But the the <laughs> Lavinia costs two, this costs three. Sacrifice, Boromir, Warden of the Tower, the indestructible aspect of Boromir. Lavinia does not have which is relevant if you're just playing white because Lavinia you have to play it's a blue white creature so uh, I don't know that's my analysis take it or leave it what I want to talk about is the fact that this
1: man has the most I'm compensa- compensating for something chud sideburns I've ever seen on a human being <laughs> Yeah, he's, I mean, those, he's are, rock-
0: those are Wolverine level mutton chops <laughs> Yeah, but he he ain't
2: pulling it off like Wolverine pulls it off. Man, just look at him. No, he also kind of dies. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think the card. Like, I wish right. this looked like Sean Bean. This should look like Sean Bean. It does not. It would have been great for the memes, right? Yes, it would be funny. Should if he... just it should just be Sean Bean, the whole meme with the one does not it yeah. should just be that the to <laughs> just walk him. In the like, literally yeah uh but anyway yes good card i potentially will see some play especially in like a humans type deck i know that mm-hmm. it's kind of that's always sitting on the background um of modern it's like you know powerful humans um so mm-hmm. maybe this will help it
1: does this do does this counter copies or is this only counting uh countering stuff like um cascade
2: uh, no, it count ca- it counters the free spells. Uh, the it would count the ca- counter the copies. It would counter the cascade spells. It would counter mm-hmm. all of that. Yes.
0: Okay. Cool. As long as you're not paying for the copies. All right.
1: Rad. Cool. Cool. I like it. It's a good card. All right. Uh, that's the review. Let's move on to the which one. Is the card y'all want to lick the most? Um, so let's start with you. You got any cards you want to put up there,
0: Dave? I have two cards that I want to put up, okay? I really have three, but uh, I think the one I'm gonna go with primarily is Pippin's Bravery. Yeah, it is uh, it's one green, it's an instant. Says you may sacrifice a food. If you do, target creature gets plus four plus four until the end of turn. Otherwise it gets plus two plus two until the end of turn.
1: Uh-huh. All right. Why why is this card flavorful? I'm trying to get the art.
0: Because you eat the food, you get brave, you do the thing. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about Pippin's bravery and the second breakfast and food and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, sacrifice uh, food, he gets he gets more.
1: Yeah. A hobbit with the full belly is a brave hobbit. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I like yeah. it. Embolden. All right. Alright, so that's on the list. Pippin's Bravery. What do we got? What's your next pick?
0: Uh, King of the Earthbreakers.
1: Okay, uh, I
0: like that one. We'll give you that one. It's a great story beat card, too. Yeah. Uh, King of the Earthbreakers is one black, one white, two colorless. A spirit noble. It has. It is a 3-3. Three, three. It has flying. Whenever him or another spirit you control becomes the target of a spell, it phases out. And whenever King of the Earthbreakers or another spirit you control phases out, create a tactic one one white spirit equipment with flying.
1: Mm-hmm. This is the king of the ghost army that Aragorn uses um in defense of Gondor. So great story card. there's a whole like backstory for this dude about how he's like, Nah, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna fulfill my oath way back when they um I believe it was when they fought uh soar on the first time uh, over mm-hmm. the ring and they were like nah we're going to go hide in the hills that's not our thing and then they were cursed for breaking their oaths and had to live as ghosts so on and so forth great story beat card is yeah. very flavorful
0: also just great card in general
1: yeah exactly I almost picked this one um, me too <laughs> alright so good. my picks are going to be and um, I just put them in my picks too so uh, there and back. We don't have to go over them again. And last, Mart of the, last March of the Ents. There and back, because obviously that's a reference to The Hobbit. And it when you go through the chapters, it's kind of represents the story as sagas are supposed to.
2: So, great. Um, the last great, March of the Ents is a sorcery. I
1: said there and back.
2: Oh, I thought
0: you I'm said I'm talking that. about there it. and okay. back. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I said... Searching for a mountain is such a great way to represent that.
2: Yeah, yep. I know, right? Because they're
0: they're going <laughs> to find mountain. the mountain.
2: We have to find Mount the mountain. Yeah, Darren and back. Uh, it was
1: the first one oh. I was going to talk about,
2: and then they find smog. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like... smog. Anyways,
1: so I love this card. It's a great saga. This is like an amazing use of the saga mechanic. Um,
0: and then they find Benadryl cucumber.
1: Yep, <laughs> Horde and gold in the mountain. And then uh, last march of the Ents, it's a great story. It's a this is referencing the the Ents coming to fight uh, Saruman at Oranth, and it's cool. Uh, a lot of Ents died in that battle. Technically, not the last march because they do uh, march to Helm's Deep shortly after this to help the Rohan survive that siege. But more or less a lot of instight in this. That's, so uh, it was on the way to to one mm-hmm. long march. It's one long march. They're like, anyways, great great freaking card, great story beat. I love it. What are your
2: yeah. uh your lickable cards there, bra? I I mean I'm just gonna pick Nazgul because okay. I thought it was cool. All right. The, you know, nine cards, nine ring rays, you know. They have yeah. death touch, it's mm-hmm. the ring tempts you, you know, they're yeah,
0: it's Flavorful yeah, I'm There and back somebody. again wins my vote
2: Just, so. Yeah
1: I, I'm going to go with there and back again as well I'll make this easy
2: Well I I'm taking points <laughs> Off of there and back again because it doesn't happen In Lord of the Rings You don't want me to like <laughs> Sure yeah I mean, it is, it is very flavorful. It hits it right on. No,
1: no, 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 no. While it didn't happen in the book, Lord of the Rings, this could be considered if you're like a historian of Middle Earth to be this, this of the events of there and back in the battle of five armies and reclaiming Lonely Mountain could be considered the first war fought, uh, in the the War of the Rings, the second the second one, this sure. whole thing it's it's because... the prequel,
0: yes, and it's a saga, so it's supposed to represent lore. It's not supposed, yeah. to yeah, represent... yeah, that's true. Yeah,
2: oh damn, okay, it wins. You 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 made you nullified yeah. my one complaint about this. Yes, it's lore. It's, it's Bilbo telling Frodo the story, and that happens in Lord <laughs> of the Rings. It literally like the the Red Book of the Shire
1: is the the history of. Bilbo going there and back, and then Frodo's journey on the with the fellowship crammed into one book. So Yeah. It's the and it's red. So there you go. Great All stuff. So right. oh, there we have it. Most lickable card from Tales from Middle Earth. There and back again. Yay. Yay, Congratulations. Congratulations. We need a little uh burp, 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 little horn. Anyways, um, that's the
2: show. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at MPGPod. You can find me on my personal Twitter at be nice mpg. Where can they find you? Uh, moderator formerly known as Dave. You can find me
1: at Dave underscore MPG until I figure out what I'm going to call myself and then it'll be different. But for now, that's where you can find <laughs> me on Twitter. And you can email me. Uh, you can email us at the show at uh, podcast at Tell us or what your
2: favorite um, lickable card is from this set.
1: There i back again. Well,
2: it's all food, so like, no, no, no. The the, the listeners tell them tell us what they want, oh. want to lick. Uh, you're talking to me.
1: Yeah, email us or tweet us to tell us what you think the lickable card is from this set. This. Card you'd like to lick, card with so much flavor. Is set with so much flavor. Mm. The uh cooler ranch Dorito of the set, if you will. What's cooler than cool? Cool ranch, ranch. Uh, yeah, <laughs> nice cold. Play the music out, man. This is this is oh, uh, yeah, I'm supposed to do that, it's aren't I?
2: Sad.
0: I forgot all about Delighted Halfling. Oh, it's so oh, we Delighted. didn't
1: even mention that card, and that's such a good card. Yeah.
0: We, we can talk
2: about it real quick. Delighted, Delighted, Delighted Halfling. Delighted Halfling. Are we changing our vote?
0: It's No. Uh, no, no, I'm not changing my vote. I just, it's a really good card. and yeah, I, It is. It probably should have. I, I probably would have picked it if I had remembered it existed. I saw it. But it, I, was, it was previewed so early on that I just forgot. That it one existed.
2: green... Creature Halfling Citizen, tap to add one colorless, tap to add one mana of any color. Spend it only to cast a legendary spell, and that spell can't be countered. It's one,
0: two creature. Mm -hmm. yeah I I mean, one green to get a mana. It's a freaking bird of paradise that can make your legendary spells uncounterable.
1: Yeah. My one complaint about this card is that its name is Delighted Halfling and not Delighted Hobbit. I get why you can't make Hobbit a creature type, mechanically speaking. But you could put it's it, Hobbit in the name of the card. You know, yeah. what if she is, What if
0: she is actually a halfling? What if she's
1: half Hobbit, half human? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs>
2: That's funny because I, I could hear a uh, moderator going to chastise you. There's no halflings in Middle Earth. And then you said half of it, half human. And then he kind of blanked because he was like, I have no retort. I, <laughs> I was very off the getting wall. ready to say that. And then he was like, oh. Uh. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that, man.